0: Welcome to the Mind Virus Podcast. Good morning, Jordan. Hey, Bobby, how you doing? I, um, I'm good. Today's, uh, today's Friday, October 22nd. Right, so I've, I've thrown
1: us out of whack here. I've thrown us out of cycle. <laughs> I, thanks for podcasting with me today.
0: Well, yeah, no, of course. I, I know mean, the
1: listeners would rather, rather have me than some exotic guest that you would come up with.
0: Well, when you said you couldn't go on Monday, and I, th- I thought, who could I invite on? And, and uh, Well, Joe Biden was unavailable. Joe Biden was unavailable. Spencer Cox ignored me. Yeah, Angela Dunn turned me down. Alec Baldwin
1: might podcast with you right now. He's got some things to get off his chest. How about the Joe Rogan podcast? You could potentially, maybe we could just, uh, you could just, what do they call it, simulcast.
0: You you know, I was listening to Joe Rogan yesterday, and I thought, how cool would it be to go on the Joe Rogan show? That would be fun. Not that he... because he says, you know, I'll, I'll talk to anybody. He's like, I'll talk to famous people. I'll talk to an author no one's heard of. And I was like, no one's heard of me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's really said that, huh? Yeah. Maybe we should contact him and say, hey, man, put your money where your mouth is, dude. Well, Nobody's he heard of us. What he said is he Except likes, for you, our beloved listeners.
0: He, he said he likes to have interesting conversations with, with people. And I was like, well, I could talk about it. I could be interesting. <laughs> it was kind of like this funny like <laughs> that would be great. And but but uh
1: do you listen to Rogan's podcast regularly? I'm
0: I'm a fairly regular listener. I, it's long, isn't it? I mean, how long is his podcast? They're usually 3 to 4 hour episodes. Now,
1: we've gotten some mixed feedback from listeners like hey, it's too long or it's too short
0: even. Some people I'm not sure how we're going well, to please everybody. Today, key, today, we're going to please the people who want it to be short, I the, think. The key... Yeah, we, neither of us have a ton of time. That's why we're trying to squeeze this in on a Friday morning. But the key to Joe Rogan's podcast, and I think to ours, is to listen to it sped up. Well, You don't miss anything.
1: Yeah, but I, wh- that's, that's the key if you want to If you're listen just trying to, to get through it. Yeah, if you're just trying to get through it and you have to listen to all of them. What, what I think is the key to Rogan's podcast and maybe to ours and, I, and it's not like we intended to copy his but I like the idea that it's a conversation. That's right. that's one of the feedback and points that's... that I've heard from li- our listeners that is they enjoy the conversation. Now admittedly sometimes we have gotten a little slapsticky? No. <laughs>
0: that's not something we would ever do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But well, I, I think it's fun. I I, I,
1: I, enjoy the, I enjoy the style and the tangents and the unwinding of tangents, I think, is one of our trademarks.
0: Yeah. And if you listen to Rogan's podcast, they tangentize a lot and they get a little slapsticky, depending on the guest. I don't always listen if I'm not interested yeah, in, the, we, in the guest. Yeah, but we guests. really
1: get tangenty. In oh, fact, yeah. Oh, yeah. my wife was quite surprised because she's a listener, which may surprise many of you out there. She was surprised that a few podcasts ago we literally forgot where we were. We could not make it back out of the tangent black (laughs) hole. But I after listening to that podcast, we actually did make it back
0: to the topic. We We never we
1: just never realized
0: it. (laughs) Right. Right. But Rogan, Joe Rogan has talked about recently on one of his episodes why he does the long form. Because they were talking more, he he was talking with a guest named Michael Malice, who is an author. And they were talking about some of the CNN issues with CNN just lying about Joe Rogan and his ivermectin use. Uh, yeah, let me tangent. Let me let me tangent really quickly. Still not put, corrected. Yeah, by put the this way.
1: put this back in, on the shelf for a minute. Sanjay Gupta, the lies CNN. Right, but w- one thing you have to recognize here, since we're talking about podcasts and podcast formats and media and the formats of media, we've grown up with sort of an artificial construct and that is that radio programs or television programs need to be roughly a half an hour or an hour or two hours and they need to be able to fit um advertisements right at appropriate places right now you have the phenomenon of the baseball game the or the football game which sort of kicks that paradigm out the window but it's Punctuated by halftime and plenty of stops and and advertisements, right? So
0: Well in football. Football can go long. Football, you know, each team has like three timeouts per half, but there's also all these free timeouts called media timeouts. Yeah. And when you're at the game live, it's infuriating because those are longer and longer now. They're like three minutes long now. And so you're just sitting in the stands with a guy standing on the field with a, you know, his hand up with headphones on, and everyone's just standing around waiting but rogan Rogan says one of the big problems with the media is that is just what you're saying. He says everything's got to be boiled down to these two minute segments. you know Gupta will go on to c n n and they'll ask him one question, and he might he might be able to sort of answer it, and then they got to cut and the segment's over right This is probably why podca- why Rogan's podcast is
1: so interesting and why and this is why the old media is losing their influence because people are able to go out and get a wide variety of media of different commenters well, and it lasts and, long and enough, it could go
0: as long as people want and they they they're able to have conversations where they unwind like joe rogan he defends he defends sanjay gupta now i thought gupta this
1: is the this is the podcast where he was talking to Gupta, or is it yeah. afterwards in the next? This podcast? was
0: a- afterward with with Michael Malice. Who's Michael Malice? Michael Malice is an author. He's a, a kind of a social media personality. He's he I think he might have his own podcast. Is he status
1: non status leftist non-statist. conservative?
0: He's a non status. I don't know if he's conservative, but he's. Is he libertarian, he's, kind of? He's a team reality type guy. He, okay. he, he recently moved from New York City to Austin to get away from New York City. I don't know a ton about him. I've never read any of his books. I see him on social media, and I've seen him on Joe Rogan's show a couple Author times. Author
1: of Dear Reader, yeah, the that's unauthorized like a, biography of Kim
0: Jong-il. Yeah, he did like a deep dive on North Korea, which actually is a little interesting to me. I may pick that one up. But the point is, they get into these long-form conversations, and you can suss out ideas. You can actually take the time to go back and forth,
1: and more, more than just uh, long enough to say, oh, you're spewing disinformation.
0: Right, right. And in the malice conversation, they, they brought up the, the the CNN issue, right, in the Gupta interview. And, and Joe Rogan really defends Sanjay Gupta, says he's a great guy. We had a lot of great conversations leading up to him coming on the show. Uh I invited him on. He wasn't just there to promote a book, blah, 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 blah. But the thing that struck me wasn't so much that Sanjay Gupta is a bad guy. I don't think he necessarily is. I think he works for bad guys. But he was woefully underprepared to have a conversation about the vaccine, about COVID, about all the stuff. And And look, we you can go listen to that episode. I recommend doing it. And then I recommend maybe listening to the Michael Malice interview because it's sort of a continuation. And they bring up something, a philosophical idea that stood out to me. And Michael Malice says, the media is full of evil people who lie and they willfully lie. They lied to get us into wars. They have blood on their hands. And Joe says, well, I don't know about that. They do lie, but it's because of the scale of everything. It's because of the pace of everything. He says Jeffrey Zucker, I think that's his name, the guy who runs CNN. He's like, he's a great guy. I've worked for him, and and Michael Malice says, well then, who who's responsible then? Who can we hold accountable for all of this bad, all of these bad things? Because Joe Rogan admitted, yeah, there's a lot of bad things going on, and Michael Malice says, and I'm paraphrasing all of this. So Joe and Michael, I know you're listening. Uh huh. I'm, I'm not trying to misquote you or anything. So I'm just paraphrasing to get to the philosophical heart of the matter, but Michael Malice basically says, who can we hold accountable? Who is evil here? Well, and this, I, and it, it was, I thought that was a really good question. Yeah,
1: because it's not incompetence, right? Uh, Rogan is arguing that it's just the nature of the beast, maybe not incompetence, and I completely disagree. There is a an astounding in exchange on record between Fox News hosts and Newt Gingrich do you know who Newt Gingrich is? Yeah. Okay. Former, he, former speaker, speaker, of, the speaker of the House. This is this is not just some congressman. This was the congressman. I think he this ran, is like
0: the, ran for president for a while. Right. For, he, or a couple times. He was speaker
1: for for several terms, and uh, was very influential in the politics of the country there for a while. And he
0: was a big player in the Clinton impeachment, right? Uh, I I think so. Let's let's see. We got to figure out when Newt was. Uh, and it seems like for a while he was sort of the Republican kingmaker.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. He was uh he was speaker back uh in the nineties. Okay. So it was it was definitely the Clinton era. And I, I can't remember w- when exactly he overlaps. We don't have a lot of time, so I won't I won't waste time looking for it. But there's there's this amazing exchange between him and a couple of infobabe Fox News hosts. Now this is Fox News. Mm-hmm. And he brings up George Soros. Okay, now Soros is sort of the tip of the iceberg. And when
0: when was this exchange? uh, Like recent? This was was recently, like last. I know he's still out there kind of, you know, pun Is that a word? It's a word.
1: Yeah, this is like September of 2020.
0: Okay, so a year ago. And
1: I'm going to link to the video. But what's amazing is that he brings it up and they just shut him down. No, that's not true like you, th- they're not reporting the news, they're oh, telling I, think you I remember what
0: to, now what you're talking about Right. The,
1: they he says oh that that I guess that topic's verboten, yeah, verboten meaning forbidden
0: yeah, yeah, and
1: what was the topic he brought up was it George soros it was some something linked to the 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 leftist money that was flowing into right. the election or the um or or the public you know trying to influence the public. I don't remember it exactly, but the but you got you guys can watch it on the uh, from the podcast link on the website. the The thing that's so amazing is that he's on Fox News, right? And he's friendly to Fox. Fox is friendly to him, and he brings up Soros, and they they say you can't talk about that, and and they literally scold Newt Gingrich, right? Like these these info babes, these uh, ladies who have zero credibility other than they read from a teleprompter and they look nice. It's they scold him and he says, Oh,
0: I guess it's verboten. It's, it's these, it's been si- nicely summed up with let's go Brandon. That's why let's go Brandon. So important. It's not just, it's not just FJB, right? It's, it's, Hey, we know you're lying right to our face. We know it. You know it. What's the Solzhenitsyn quote? We know they're lying. They know we know they're lying. We all know they know they're lying. Something like that. We all know that that they're lying right to our faces. You know, Utah Coronavirus tweeted this morning that the vaccine, or maybe it was last night, the vaccine is safe and effective. It will stop infections and spread of this disease. And it's like. That's exactly what's not happening. It's just a blatant lie. Right. Right. So what did what did Rogan say
1: to Michael Malice? Saying, "Well, who's evil? How how did that? Because that's that's a that's interesting. This sounds like an interesting podcast. Maybe I ought to go back and listen. I'd, I've been really busy on a variety of projects lately. Even though I haven't been watching the media this yeah. week, it's a, it's amazing. Well, I, that's one of the reasons I, I, what I you love can
0: find to fill your time. I love podcasts because I can listen to them while I'm doing something else. Yeah. I, I love reading, but I've also really started to learn or lo- to love audio because I can do other things. I can drive, you know, driving. I don't spend as much time driving right now as I was in the summertime, but driving is a mm-hmm. great way. And I know you're going to be driving soon, but, but I'm trying to, he doesn't really answer the question. He doesn't really, they don't really pinpoint it, but I get, I guess it's an interesting question is. Well then are these who's evil are these talking heads evil or are they just stupid, and they're in on it? It's like I think it's a bit of both. I think some of the guys like say Don Lemon, I think Don Lemon is in on it he He knows what are they in on they're in on this what, what is
1: their perspective what is maybe that's the the theme of the podcast? What is the perspective of the statist? do they do they believe they're righteous are they are they going Absolutely to say they're, they they're do. doing God's will all while killing you? Absolutely. Like uh, the end of John chapters 15, start of 16, they'll throw you out of the synagogues, they'll crucify you, and they'll say they're doing God's will.
0: Absolutely. They, they believe that.
1: So this is pharisaical behavior. Just that's, that's it. That's the end of the story. It's, the, state- it's the, Deuter- the, the ultimate result of the Deuteronomistic changes to the Hebrew religion result in 10 steps on Sunday. I'm sorry. That's, I know that... that Sounds anti-Semitic, but it results to not taking very many steps on Sunday or not doing something on Sunday, and uh, the state a, is their religion. A bunch of micromanaged, manipulative laws.
0: I think so. Now we're we're generalizing, of course, and we're speculating about the character or motivations of people we don't know. But these are, but these are people who basically openly profess that the state is the, the church. And let me say this really it's quickly. Sec, it's the national secular religion.
1: Let me say this. I, I am not say, trying to cast aspersions on somebody who truly believes they should follow the, the very specific deuteronomistic law, the, the number of steps on Sunday or how to prepare their food. If a person believes that and they sincerely believe it, then more power to them. In fact, I think if they really believe it, they ought to follow it to the fullest extent that they can, they really ought to follow that law, and we ought to allow them that leeway. Okay. Sure. The problem here is How, where, when you, what they when you crucify someone who who is a Sabbath breaker, which was Jesus, by the way, when you when you try to impose your law on other people, that is the that is the problem when you try to force right. that situation. There's
0: a difference between being a, a proselytizing missionary. And being a jackbooted brown shirt thug who uses, you know, the monopoly on violence to make people do what you want them to do, and that's the religion of the state. We're 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 witnessing that in in a large degree right now, maybe more so than ever, in at least in the United States, where people are using the 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 threat of violence, the threat of segregation, the threat of banishment to enforce what really is a religious
1: edict. Okay, this has definitely got to be our theme today. In fact, that'll probably be the title, The Religion of the State. The, and so what we have is true believers who feel that it's their duty to enforce it upon us. And, and b- before we go on, we have to make this point clear because you're absolutely right. The
0: state is a religion. If you don't believe me, go watch the Joe Biden inauguration. Go watch that and tell me that this isn't a religion. Well, that's what an inauguration is, right? We talked
1: about but that. There, but it takes on... It's the on, installation of a high priest.
0: Right. And it takes on... I mean, the whole thing is... is it's, it's obscene. Also, remember January sixth. How did they talk about the Capitol? They talked about the Capitol as a sanctuary, as a holy place, as a sacred place. Okay, it's like, the, the, it's this none is none of those things. It's okay. a building where legislators meet. No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: it is to them. It is to them. It is a sacred place. Okay, that's right. right. That, that's okay, that's but for it them. is but it's a, an abominable place. Okay, so an augur. Th- this may be interesting to the listeners. In Rome, in the in the Etruscan culture, which pre- predated Rome, you have uh, a priest called an augur. An augur was the man who would judge from the skies or from the flights of birds, essentially, where to place the temple. Augury, or, or, or right now uh, is more linked to water divination, right? Like, where do we go to find, to, to dig a well? But the, the augur would... Essentially, explain how to lay out this the temple. And the temple, if you get back into the etymology of the word, comes from the same Etruscan root as the word template. The temple is a template, and it's it, it means to cut. So what the they would do is, based on the augurs' instructions, they would cut into the ground the sacred precinct of the center of their town, which was the temple, and that was um, all under the direction of the augur or this chief priest or one of the high, the high priests of the society. And so to inaugurate, (laughs) are we seeing the connection now? That's to install the augur. That's to, to make someone to imbue them with that office or that status. So that, so when you liken the inauguration of Joe Biden or any president to that process, you are not only correct in form and function but in actual academic reality that's right. where it comes right. from this is now people might argue with this but they called it sacred they are, they are following this as a religion and who who is their god they are their gods
0: well the, and I, the state and,
1: is their god the mechanism the social the social construct is their and god and i here. think
0: power this this came up too a little bit with malice and joe rogan money versus power are they doing it for money Michael Malice said no I think they're doing it for power and, and I think I think both are true but money is kind of power right but so is influence now it's yeah, but it's money very buys empowering influence. for some weak minded you know uh, uh, beta <laughs> like 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 Brian Stelter to be able to get up and scold people like Joe Rogan uh, well, especially when
1: he, Rogan's not there right but look you can buy anything in this world with money Right, and if you print the money, that that should have been the next sentence. That might have been removed by the Rothschilds prior to the the ceremony having been <laughs> produced. Right. I mean, if you if you're the one that gets to print the money, well, yeah, and they print yeah, the money. Yeah, you control. They've had a hundred years to, as we've explained, buy everything up. So, but the but the religion, the state as a religion, relegare in uh, or ligare in Latin is the idea of, of linking. The word ligament comes from that. It's, it's, a, it's a binding. A re Ray ligari is a rebinding. And so you can look at religion as sort of a, with a negative connotation in that it binds you down, but there's also the connotation that religion binds us together, right? So mm-hmm. that's why somebody might say, well, this is my religion, and you can stereotype it. You've got uh, people who come together with common belief, and that gives them power in in society that gives people power when they have commonality they can work together they can build cities towns institutions things that last and have uh, dominion right they can take dominion over other people and that's the place where it gets tricky right that's, well, that's where you become right, right. that's where you become cross with the true God is if you exercise dominion in any degree of unrighteousness, it's the the sad
0: reality. The sad reality
1: that it's the disposition of almost any man as soon as he gets a little dominion, as he supposes, it'll begin to exercise this type of unrighteous dominion. A little so, power, as he a little supposes. power, yeah.
0: Which I think is a, an important distinction. Yeah, and then he yes, thank you. he exercises unrighteous dominion. Well, where where we see we see unrighteous dominion everywhere, whether it's in the home, whether it's on the you know the people on the news. Or whether it's politicians or other religious leaders or whoever, it's everywhere. Right. Doctrine and Covenants 121, which we were just
1: referencing, uh, is talking about priestly dominion. And I think it's unfortunate in LDS circles that the uh, leadership has tended to focus this on men and their families. And they they have completely ignored the priestesshood of the women— Sure. Completely, that is off limits. How, wh- right. who, how many of you out there have actually heard that it ever talked about in that way? I just said the word priestesshood. Have you even ever heard someone
0: speak that word? All right, now only—well, not priestesshood, but we do hear priestess in the temple. We do hear that, but there's
1: no, uh, there's no, never any consideration. But we don't
0: talk about the temple,
1: and we also don't talk about women <laughs> or divi- divi- divine, divine, divine women personalities right. are right out we we cannot speak of them but uh doctrine and Covenants section 121 which you we were referencing earlier is a, an explanation on priesthood and and the priest again would be like the augur which we just mm-hmm. just talked about the the man or the group of men who are managing certain aspects of of the society and so when we liken it to the home and i'm sorry for i'm not really sorry for taking issue, but I think this is important because that's not what it's talking about it's talking about the priesthood as it relates to society, and we rarely in in the l d s church ever
0: sure right
1: we don't want to talk we never talk about it in those terms it's always about the dad not being mean to his family
0: <laughs> right which is important, but you're right
1: it is absolutely important it's that's a no
0: brainer that's a that's a right <laughs> well. So, getting back to this question, the the talking info babes and the talking heads, the bobbleheads on TV, are they they have a earpiece in their ear and they're being told what to say? I, I imagine some of the more veteran ones, like say a Don Lemon, are are given more leeway.
1: Yeah, but before you go there, I have to say one one more thing because you you're, you're going to talk about. Um, how intentional this is right
0: well yeah and also who else is involved behind the scenes who's but, not on camera right
1: i want to say one yeah i want to say one last thing as we discuss the structure of this thing if it walks like a duck if it talks like a duck if it, meaning quacks like a duck right it must be a duck right does it do that do they have to be called priests in order for them to be priests oh, no no, no they are the priests they are the yeah. priestesses, they are the high priesthood of your society. The priest is a, is a sacred or set-apart person who is supposed to teach, con- has, a te- well, has a teaching role.
0: The comment on our website, was it Whitaker that referred to Sanjay Gupta as one of the high priests? He's correct. He's absolutely right, because he's somebody who is often cloaked in the robes of a false priesthood. Right. A white coat, and he gets on there as an expert and he tells people, you know, he... he he divines wisdom onto people, right? It just happens he, he's, to he, usually be secular medical type wisdom. But again, that's one of the things that was so shocking to me when he was on Joe Rogan was that he, when you had this long conversation, when it wasn't a three minute segment with a, a complying, compliant host, like a Don Lemon, he was, he was basically helpless. Now it might be that now he's a neurosurgeon. Okay, that's a very specific thing. Why he is out there being an expert on on a virus? Oh, it's because he's compatible guess. with the program. Well, but. yeah, he he is, and he's he he's got a good face for TV. He's a minority. Exactly. All of these check boxes. everything that plays with the focus group. Right. It's it's there was, well, let's move on. He's
1: personable. Yeah, look. The, it,
0: it might it might be that he's a decent guy. It might be that he's an honest guy who's who's trying to understand these things and is just believing what's been put in front of him. And what's been put in front of him is the is the narrative. There was
1: it just it 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 might be dawning on our listeners. I hope it is that you are participating in multiple religions at the same time. You need to understand it. Think of form and function. Think of where you focus. The word worship. What does it really mean? You you can think of yourself on your knees, pointing your uh, you know your hands up and everything in a in a prayer like manner, but you can't pray a lie, as Mark Twain famously has Huck Finn say in Huckleberry Finn, <laughs> the book. But worship, true worship, has to do with where you focus. It has to do with what you focus on. So one of the reasons I think that I wanted to detach from the media this week was because I'm worshiping that. I am worshiping that. My focus is on the wrong God.
0: Right. Well, how many people right now in this pandemic environment are thinking or saying things like, just be patient, this will all go away when they say it's over
1: yeah that's been over a year and a half
0: right but you still have people saying when they say the pandemic's over this will all go away we'll get our freedoms back we'll get our rights back we'll get our lives back it's safe and effective it's how we get our lives back that's we're just waiting for them to we're tell we're waiting us,
1: for their messiah to come
0: oh you want religion do you <laughs> i mean think about it, it, it w- many of us are familiar with the drama played out in the temples Waiting for further instructions, right? Right.
1: You're who are you taking your instructions exactly? From? Like,
0: yeah, yeah, we should be waiting for further light and knowledge, but where are we looking for that? Are we looking to Fox News to tell us that everything's going to be okay and that Joe Biden is a buffoon? Are we looking to CNN? Are we looking to Zero Hedge? I mean,
1: and what should we respect? What should we hold sacred here? Uh, To to unwind the tangent a little bit, get back to behind the scenes. You were going to talk about the behind the scenes because we don't just have the the faces, the public faces, the public priests, but we have a network of information manipulators, scribes. There's uh, this Pharisees.
0: Yeah, this idea plays out really nicely in
1: Sanhedrin,
0: Lord of the Rings. Okay. Cuz we always have to bring up some kind of movie or book, right? Okay, that's fine. We Did you know? I'm not going to say you have to, but I think it's well, nice. I, it's well, nice. Please when, keep going. When Lord of the Rings the first movie in that series released, I think there was a lot of people who were like This is based on a book? I didn't know that. But I do want to give a shout out to Peter Jackson. I think he did a great job with that original trilogy. The Hobbit Abbott adaptation is Okay. Okay. He 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 took a lot of liberties. He took liberties in Lord of the Rings too, but I think he did a really great job. But there's a there's a there's a an element in the book and this and in, in the movies in the story where you have the King of Rohan.
1: By the way, uh, usually a lot of times people say the book was way better. Well, oh, the book is better. Well, I liked the movies. I the have movies to admit, are awesome. I liked the movies better. It got a little long for me when they were marching through Mordor. Uh, I loved the intensity of the Ringwraiths in the first movie. I'm just saying I thought uh, although there's great elements in the book I like the movies.
0: The movies one of the better adaptations ever of a move
1: of a book from a movie For sure. yeah yeah For sure. Harry the, Harry Potter on the other hand I have to say hands down the books are better but the movies uh, oh, are pretty yeah. good.
0: The the movies got better as they went. The first couple are pretty bad. They're just flat. Yeah. But the books are a little flat too. Those you know J.K. Rowling was Well, the,
1: she was edited like
0: she was learning they i were, think too yeah
1: and she was learning but if you look at the symbolism and that's maybe right. the, maybe we got to do a whole series on harry potter i don't know i don't know what you want to talk about bobby we never plan these things but, keep going
0: well in lord of the rings you have the king of rohan whose name is
1: Theoden. theoden theoden, right. theoden. and what is theo in greek god right. theoden so he represents the god of the rohan right M- meaning just like a king would in the in the ancient state represent the God. So they're not saying he's God, but I just have to point that out. He, he's a prototypical king. Right. Their king has been corrupted by... Are you going to get into this?
0: Yeah, the Wormtongue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's that character's name? Wormtongue. Is it Wormtongue? Yeah. Because Wormtongue is also in the Screw Tape Letters, right?
1: I don't know. I haven't actually read the Screw Tape Letters. I've heard a lot about them.
0: I've got a copy upstairs if you want to borrow it.
1: Okay, I have lots of homework right now, but I... I would love to know everything. If you could just do the Vulcan mind meld on me, I think that would help us a lot.
0: I'll just download it into
1: the Matrix for you. Okay. I love that in the Matrix when they get the downloads. I
0: know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> well, what uh, I'm getting at here is. Yeah, so this worm tongue, this this priest has been hired or he 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 an advisor. Yeah, he's advising the king. And what he's really doing is Whispering poison into his ear. This is
1: Hilkiah from Jos- the Josiah episode in Chronicles, who finds the book in the temple after they've assassinated uh, Josiah's father, Ammon, for you Bible buffs.
0: Wormwood is screw tape.
1: Oh, yeah. So screw tape
0: okay. is the demon, and his nephew is wormwood.
1: And they're having a conversation.
0: Uh, they're like letters. It's brilliant.
1: If I mind-melded with you, I might get some strange pronunciations. and yeah, uh, you,
0: You'd get a lot of weird things. Yeah,
1: you would, if, if you got the reverse, the same problem would happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Wormtongue corrupts the king, and he's controlling him. And in the movie, it's brilliantly uh, depicted as the king becomes old and decrepit, and, and his mind is not his own. What would that be like to have a ruler that's old and decrepit and his mind is not his own? Who knows? But (laughs) Yeah. uh,
1: In fact, there's even an episode in there where it's like, don't take any more questions from these reporters.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right, right. You didn't take their swords. (laughs) Right.
1: Or you didn't take his staff. That's what he says.
0: And I think that there's an element of that in the media. I think that these pretty faces they put out on TV...
1: They're pretty hollow.
0: They're shallow, yeah, for sure. They're they're uh, the actors. Rogan
1: the Rogan interaction between uh, uh, with the Rogan Rogan interaction with Gupta sort of illustrates. Even though the guy's a, a neurosurgeon, a uh, certified he's certifiable, he's certified.
0: Still practicing, apparently.
1: It's very, it's very hollow. The man apparently has no leg to stand on.
0: Yeah, there was no depth to, to his knowledge about all of this. Joe Rogan, who people often dismiss as an idiot fighter comedian.
1: Knew more about the situation than Gupta.
0: Knew a lot more about it and was able to have a lot more conversation about it. And he walked right into it. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'll go on the Rogan podcast. Well, he called it the Lions Den. Oh, on did he? Twitter, and I just rolled my eyes. Well, what's like, he
1: doing going there? Right. Are they allowing him to go there so that they can cur- continue anymore. to exacerbate this debi- divide amongst the people and the and the rulers?
0: Not anymore.
1: The high priesthood of the of so the information.
0: I, so these these info babes. We're going to get some people mad at us for calling them that, right?
1: No, that's a fair... I think that's appropriate. <laughs> women out there, we we should call the other guys info studs. Yeah, they're all The problem pretty, is, pretty what's faces. that guy's... Setzer is not... Well, some of the, Brian some Stelter's of the, not a stud. Se, I I call him Setzer? The,
0: Stelter, the, Setzer. I don't know. Setzer. No, I,
1: I called it wrong. I'm sure it was wrong. the The point is that you've got these beautiful women on television, and then you've got... What are we doing to the men you know some of them are good looking some of them they're not they're not always our prototypes, and right. they, they don't always have to have the prototype
0: i think the men, but they what the, as what much they,
1: as much as the left will say that they're not into body image and all and well, you know looks and that's bullcrap because that they <laughs> if, the men, if you could, the the ultimate is a woman who has a British accent, man we will believe anything she says if she's good looking
0: so what you're saying is.
1: We will be your single source of truth. Now now uh, the pri- Prime Minister of uh, New Zealand Yasin looks more she, she's more at home in Halloween in a she Halloween looks, movie.: Yeah, she, she does terrible. not look great.:: she looks really so. Unhealthy. By the way,
0: by the way, she was giving a press conference the other day, and there was an earthquake during it, and I just thought, maybe, maybe God is getting fed up with what's happening in New Zealand. So if you have info babes
1: and info studs, yeah, no, you, and you might be like... right, but, if, but is Stelt is it, what's his name,
0: Steltzer? S- something like that.
1: Is he an info gelding? Do you he, know what a gelding yeah, is? Sur- yeah, okay. I sure do. <laughs> okay. I
0: think a lot of times with the men, instead of somebody like, that's going to be really good looking, they go for authoritative. They go for, you know, but, it, but it's yeah. hard to know because some of these like, They've, they've turned these late-night comedians into misinformation agents, and there's nothing authoritative about any of them. You know, you look at someone like a Stephen Colbert or um, John Oliver, they don't—they're they're not handsome, and they're not authoritative. They're
1: also not charismatic. Right. right. Like uh, Johnny Carson, charismatic.
0: Yeah. I would, get, I would say that Conan O'Brien is charismatic. David Letterman
1: was charismatic.
0: Right, and they started to turn David Letterman later in his career. I think that's, I think for a long time those late night comedians were just free to do whatever, and they realized what was the
1: tall guy, the basketball player. He was charismatic. Um,
0: Craig, something? Craig Kilborn, yeah. I didn't watch a ton of him. That's I don't why people a ton would of watch any of these guys. Yeah, I never really watched a lot, At but that's m- why people
1: would watch him is because it's like, hey, I like this guy.
0: Well, and they would have fun. Charismatic Colbert's guests not likable. On. No, he's he's he, he's uh mean jay leno was likable yeah but these now nowadays they're mean they're mean-spirited and there's there's a difference between being maybe making fun of somebody and being mean-spirited comedians can make fun of people in a way that you know it's like it's like a roast they know they're joking and yeah but now that now basically what they their job is is to insult most of the people in the country. It's to
1: insult wrong think. You right. know, going back to that exchange between Gingrich and the Info Babes on Fox about, about Soros, they were mean. It was like, "Oh no, no." Like the energy shifted and it's like, "You can't talk about that." They clearly exposed themselves as not wanting to uh to report news or report an it was opinion forbidden. to 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 they shifted to, "No, we will tell you the opinion." And you, the former speaker of the house,
0: you know better. I mean, than this. if if you
1: were alive in the '90s, paying attention to politics, if you were, if you, you got to remember how powerful Newt Gingrich was, and they just essentially no, right, no, you you do not talk about that on our station.
0: The first rule of George Soros is you don't talk about George Soros. Fight club, he recently I mean. met with, he met with uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. Really, and I didn't, I didn't. Was it for a blood transfusion? I mean, the man's <laughs> like a vampire. How
1: come he's still alive? He's so. It's like David Rockefeller back in the days. Right. like his face is melting off, and it's
0: like, how long is this man going to continue to persist? I saw a photo. I didn't. I didn't dig too deeply into the story, but there was a photo of the two of them, and Soros was sort of lounged onto a couch, and mm. Trudeau was on a hardback chair sitting very attentively and it looked like a teacher talking to a student yeah he's 91 by the way and it was an interesting photo like who who's controlling who meaning who's Sor- dom- soros is 91 sorry right <laughs> who's dominating who who's who's scolding or tutoring who and it was it was interesting because it's obvious that soros has a lot of influence over many important powerful people He's whispering in their ears
1: right henry kissinger was kind of that way
0: right so i think in the media i think in politics there are these worm tongues we probably don't even know who a lot of them are like can you can 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 any of us name producers at cnn or fox News? you know kissinger's
1: still alive yeah it's 98
0: yeah some of these guys man I think they're staying alive and by any means possible to avoid the coming meeting of their maker. <laughs> well, I th- yeah, and that's that's an interesting discussion for future
1: topics. We would need people to watch the movie Transcendence with Johnny Depp. Have you ever seen that? No. Okay, we
0: I'm going to make a note.
1: But See, I uh, have a lot
0: of movies to catch up
1: on. Now that we know there are people out there making it rain and it's official according to um The premier of Canada's province, Manitoba.
0: Or was it Saskatchewan?
1: It was Manitoba. Brian Pallister, Manitoba.
0: Are you sure? Yeah. Okay.
1: Pretty sure. Not Saskatchewan. Every time somebody says, Are you sure? No, we
0: talked about Winnipeg. Yeah, you're right. Every time. I should never question your memory. No,
1: every every time somebody questions, now I have to question myself. So, but I'm pretty sure it was Manitoba. And, you know, God has a way of making you eat your words, you know, no matter how smart you are. So you got to be careful about when you speak in absolutes. But, But yeah, now that Brian, you
0: might end up accidentally shooting somebody with a gun on a movie set after being a lifelong anti-gun activist.
1: This is uh, Bobby making reference to Alec Baldwin. I I wasn't making reference to anything; it was hypothetical. (laughs) Well, just for the listeners, you know, we do we do deep dives on media stuff. So wherever it's coming from, Alec Baldwin happened to shoot somebody on a media set and killed uh, the director of photography and uh, seriously injured one other person.
0: The the director.
1: The question, yeah, the question is what are the circumstances of yeah, this really strange of this shooting? Cuz it's doesn't normally you're shooting at other actors. And uh, anyway, the movie transcendence is important because we've done we've done the deep dive. What I'm saying is I'm excusing I'm excusing us for wanting to do a deep dive into some of these more dark unsubstantiated conspiracy theories, think right. of it as an academic theory, the idea that the elite class, this parallel class that Catherine Austin Fitz talks about, this parallel society that's of the elite, it's the Morlocks and the Eloy in H.G. Wells' right. time machine. So it's an actual reality. He, he, was, he was talking about in symbolic manner, something that already existed. What they hope to do is to the, the tree of life being cut off, being guarded by a cherubim of flaming sword. They hope to, via their own technology, live forever in their sins. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they they seek to put their consciousness into the machine or change bodies. Another another one was a movie with um Ben Kingsley called Selfless. Did you see that one, Ben Kingsley mm-hmm. and Ryan Reynolds? Uh Selfless. Both but, good both good shows, both family friendly. And uh well, at least PG 13, right, and just give a great imaginative overview of this idea of wealthy people being able to transcend the mortal
0: well even even in a, a, a bl- obvious kind of I don't I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but but the wealthy already have access to things like
1: unknown technologies, things we are well, not no, aware. Of.
0: I'm saying known technologies. I'm saying you know, uh, high quality healthcare. They they have access to HDH and steroids and and things like that that are youth youth promoting. Right. Not that- not,
1: not only do they have that, they have the, the 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 money to pay for a second opinion. I mean, how many people right. do we know that have gone into the doctor and the doctor's like, well take these drugs or no we got to put you on chemotherapy and you know if you're wealthy you go well no I'm going to go to the world one of the world's best and then I'm going to go to the second best right and I'm going to pay for an opinion out of network so that I can get the tr- the best treatment that is that is possible yeah I remember ra- ra- when- rather than the doctor treating you like an auto mechanic does like oh well your alternator's broken here let's just take this part yeah because that's that's what the medical industry seems to have been reduced to. Is a lot of a lot of these doctors are just pushing drugs, and and they get they're just like anybody else. They want to get through the day. Some some doctors care about people, but others don't. Yeah. That's
0: just a fact of life. I'm, I hate to spill the beans there. No, I I think that if anything, with when it comes to doctors, that we've learned over this last couple of years is that some doctors are not very good at being doctors, just like any other profession. Well,
1: dentists are are. Famous for that, right? Like a yeah. lot of guys get into dentistry just to make money. You want? Do you want a guy that's just thinking about his his boat at Lake Powell, doing your? If I said that, it was because I know somebody. Um, <laughs> do you want that guy chopping up your teeth?
0: Yeah, apparently a lot of people do because he's got a boat in Lake Powell.
1: Yeah, the 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 key to being a good dentist is just your bedside manner, you know. But it doesn't mean you care about the person's teeth. Well,
0: how often? Do you go to the dentist and actually meet with the dentist? Now it's all farmed out to assistants. And then he comes in at the very end, looks at the looks at the file, tells you how they're gonna chop it up. Looks into your mouth, scolds scolds you you for not flossing. You're great. We'll see you in six months. It's a great racket. Get people coming every six months. I don't go to the regular doctor regularly. I'm trying I, to avoid these people as much I, as I can. I hate can. going to the doctor. I went to a... I, I may have shared this story before here on this esteemed podcast, but ten, about 10 years ago, I got really sick. I was at an event where I was working long hours on my feet with thousands of people. It was a big convention, and I was, I was on the production side of things. Yeah. And I got... I came home just Sick like mm-hmm. I think it might have even been like bronchitis which ain't nobody got time for that. Right. <laughs> Google Especially
1: that. Especially now know what I'm talking about. bronchitis has disappeared it's all called covid now.
0: But or maybe it was a strain of pneumonia but I That's got also I got COVID. over it. I got over it without anything after a couple of days. Maybe 3 4 days of being just sick. And but I wasn't quite back to normal. Um Nowadays, it would be called long COVID. Right. I mean, I felt fine, but I was at the time, I was doing a lot of competitive... Uh, boxing. Ma- mountain bike boxing. racing. Mountain bike racing. So I was in pretty good shape. Competitive lizard racing. And I was pretty in tune with my fitness, and I could tell something wasn't right. So I went... I went. I just picked a random doctor close by, and I went, and I explained the whole situation to him, just like I did right now. Okay. And I said, I'm, not, I'm just not feeling 100%. I'm wondering if this is... This infection is still just kind of lingering. Can I have an antibiotic just to kick it out? And he's like, well, 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 and he gave me he he prescribed me a steroid like, yeah, well yeah, pre- prednisone a uh, 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 asthma inhaler with uh, albuterol, and I said, "Well oh, well, can I also just can you do can I also just amoxicillin? Have an, yeah, can I also have amoxicillin or whatever And he's like okay. I filled the, I filled the moxicillin and three days later, I felt great. Like I, I, you know, it happened to
1: be what you needed. Like you, you had some sort of an inkling about what was wrong with you.
0: Right. Right. And,
1: but hold on a second, Bobby, do you have a medical degree?
0: Yes. From the omniverse, (laughs) The omniversity of (laughs) the
1: flood, Bruno omniversity. See,
0: was, was, was credentialism always so prominent and prevalent as it is now? No. Did we get into the Flexner report in episode eight? Did we get into the
1: the modification of the medical uh, la- uh, teaching landscape in, uh, in any of so. our episodes? I don't,
0: that doesn't sound familiar. The,
1: you got to realize the robber barons took over the medical industry just sure. like they took over the Everything money else. industry in the early part of the 1900s. They funded a guy named—it was Carnegie and Rockefeller. They funded a guy named uh, Abraham Flexner to go around and, and study and report on all the medical schools. And what did they find? They found that they didn't like some of the medical schools, and so then they influenced states and, and uh, basically states in the, in the union to pass licensing laws. And then they also set up medical schools based on the Johns Hopkins model, which is an allopathic model, me- meaning they focus on f- uh, synthetic chemicals, and, which are called drugs, and uh, cutting, and it's a very invasive type of medicine. And then they chased all the naturopaths, all the naturalist, herbalist, eastern medicine out. Right. And they basically got rid of about half of the medical schools in the country about 100 years ago. And now you're a quack if you don't have uh, a degree, credentials from their
0: or even if you, priestly e- Even if you, institution, do, if you if you speak heresy... Then you're excommunicated. Yeah, even if you
1: have their credentials, you get excommunicated. Yeah, and there are a lot of doctors that have been excommunicated yeah, recently. Yeah,
0: we've talked a lot about the Bakersfield duo. Yeah, so that,
1: that was a brief treatment. Has but
0: anybody the, ever followed up on those guys?
1: Well, I think that the one, uh, what was Dr. Assini or something? Masihi. And Masihi?
0: What was the other guy's name? Uh, Erickson.
1: Erickson. Dr. Erickson has been uh, involved with the frontline, America's yeah. frontline doctors, but I think he. Uh, when I've seen him speak, it uh, hasn't been often. There's a little bit of sadness as he gets to the pulpit because I think he recognizes that they're being censored. He's not right. He's not able to have the reach he wants. He was on. He was definitely castigated widely for their their initial press conference, which was done
0: at the behest of the media, and has proven to be absolutely spot on. What he said then is still true today, and is still applicable. Yes, applica- people are still apl- buying.
1: People are still buying 9 millimeter ammunition Everything like crazy. we
0: needed to know about this virus, we learned from the Diamond Princess cruise ship. And we ignored it at our great peril. Yeah. But you're right about the, it, the medical industry has shifted from prevention and health to treatment with drugs.
1: Or control. Control R- of your right. life. They preside over your life. They want to be there at your birth and they want to preside over your death. How's that? And you everywhere preside, in
0: between. I think you meant to say profit off of.
1: Both. They profit and preside <laughs> over your birth, and they profit and preside over your death. Do you know anybody that's had home births? Maybe. Yes, you do. My wife had the last right, two I was going to say, I thought you did.
0: <laughs> right, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are she like, had five you're in the hos- insane.
1: She had five in the hospital, and the reason that she decided to have the last two at home was because the epidural site was starting to bother her. She had a few epidurals, and... It was really bothering her. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, she prepared, we prepared, but she prepared the most, obviously, extensively for that first home birth. And it was an amazing experience.
0: Did did you, were you kicked out of the room and you paced up and down out, out on the street, <laughs> like as often right. depicted in the movie, Smoking a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> we sort of went, I wouldn't say halfway, but for three of, three of ours, we did midwife.
1: I'm not saying a person needs to do that. It's just right. that, look, they want, they've, they've changed society so that they preside over your birth all the well, way to your death. I've,
0: I've been involved with natural supplements my whole life. And it's, it's poked and agitated and, and derided by the FDA constantly, that whole industry. People say it's unregulated. No, it's highly, highly harassed and regulated.
1: Right. That's because the problem is that it's food Yeah, and they want, they're natural and they want, they don't like that. They want to, that's what the food and drug, did you see the part about food? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Food and drug administration wants to do is regulate that aspect of your life, which is every time you eat.
0: Well, and you think about some of the misinformation there's that word. Conspiracy theories and lies that come out of those groups. Think about the harm that's been done for our health, you know, just from the food pyramid. The food pyramid is like, bass backwards, it's terrible and they've kind of gone away from that and created a plate or something but the to explain why it's well the food so pyramid is the bottom of the food pyramid is the grains is grains they're saying that,
1: you that should eat a lot of grains should
0: be like the staple of our diet did they change it to vegetables
1: or was it always the grains? No,
0: it was always breads. And look, I love bread. And what kind and of bread do
1: you get at the store? You, you processed. Enriched. Processed bread. The white, word, enriched white flour. The
0: word enriched just means chemicalized. Stripped down from all the nutrients. Now, you yeah. can get good bread at good, like whole grain bread. There's Killer Dave's bread. Killer Dave's is good. Yeah, uh, all there's, the, there's a few others. Yeah. Usually a, a loaf of bread should be heavy. You can
1: make your bread.
0: Yeah, you can make bread. But more and more, now, more and more now, more and more now, there's the idea that, that carbohydrates in our diet should be least the, the the nutrient least consumed, within fat and then protein the highest. You know, and there's all these low carb movements and stuff, but
1: not necessarily animal protein, right? There's a lot of vegetable proteins, or
0: yeah, but most people are saying animal protein is the best, really It's the healthiest. What about avocados? Oh, vegetables are great. Eggplants. And usually the, the idea is get most of your calories from protein and then unlimited green vegetables. Eat as many of those as you want. You don't even count those. If you're calorie counting, you don't even count. You just can, green vegetables. Yeah. Those green smoothies don't, I don't think count because they're loaded with sugar. Those pre-bought ones, pre-made ones. Okay, You make your own, that's different. But the point is, I think the point that we're kind of dancing around is that the medical the medical industry and it is an industry we have to remember that it includes
1: that, the food and drug administration
0: does it not always been right they're not always been they're not looking out for you any more than the CIA is looking out for you nobody is looking out for you that's something we all have to realize that that's why we need community that's why we need religion as we've spoken about you need people around you that will look out for you and people that you're looking after we touched on this a little bit last week that's the whole Idea behind like an LDS ward or or, or any congregation, religious congregation. That's the idea behind, you know, uh, things like Lions Club and I think, I don't know much about those types of things. Yeah, so the, the Lions Elks, Club. The Elks, Lodge.
1: The Elks You can't have the elk and the lion get together because.
0: Well, I think cl- a, that clashes. A, I think a full grown elk and a lion are going to leave each other alone, but a, a lion and a lamb. That's the lion different. and the lamb club. They'll, they'll eventually... Maybe
1: we could start the grizzlies.
0: <laughs> lie down together, but not The grizzly,
1: <laughs> the grizzly club. Now, we're the biggest and baddest. Right. Well, you, you, you make two really good points there. First of all, science would be a lot more credible if it stopped correcting itself. And, you know, I wonder if we're reaching it to that point in society where science has said, no, we aren't correcting ourselves. This is the law. This is the law of Moses. This is the written in stone by the hand of God stuff that will never change. Have we have we reached that point?
0: No, I don't think they'll ever say this will never change because they can do whatever they want right now under the guise of. The science has changed.
1: So they just say it changes, yeah. So they would yeah. be a lot more credible if they weren't that fickle. I mean,
0: that's the, that's the whole idea with the masks. Well, yes, for 100 years, we didn't think masks worked, but then in the spring of 2020, we learned that they worked. Right, right. The science changed.
1: So, yeah, so it doesn't look like they're going to go ahead and stick with any one thing. The, the other thing, though, is uh, community, right? Looking after each other. Right. So we have a responsibility... And, you know, it's up to you how you interpret that. It's between you and God. But just being here sort of around each other implies that, and I'm not talking about social contract. I'm not talking about, oh, you have a responsibility to pay me money so that I can do the roads and have policemen. But, you, but, you know, the question is, are you your brother's keeper?
0: Right. They Interestingly, Michael Malice and Joe Rogan touch on this a little bit. They don't use that term, brother's keeper, but they talk about, friends and, and friendships because they, you know, it, I, I think it came from this idea like Michael Malice said, you know, Joe Rogan, does this all bother you? All of this CNN lying about you and people slandering you. And he's like, not really. He's like, I don't like it. But he's like, my friends know who I am. My friends have my back. And, and they talk about that, this idea that the people who, when the, when the stuff hits the fan, there's going to be people who will pile on and distance themselves from you. I think Michael Malice says something like who want, who, who wants to have friends who will, as soon as something controversial happens with you, that they distance themselves from you. That's not your, those aren't friends. Rather the people who are your friends are the people who will shore you up and help you through this. Even if you did something terrible, they will be there to help you through it. And I, I thought that was an interesting idea with, especially in our, Political landscape and things like that. How often do you see people who, you know, B- Bill Gates is an interesting example. He was asked about recently. I think he was blindsided on ABC or something. They asked him about Jeffrey Epstein, and he hums and haws. Literally, hmm, ha, hm ha. Oh, well, I, mm, mm, I. Did he wave his hands? I had dinners with him. And he distances himself from, from him. <laughs> well, he never actually answers any of the questions that were asked of him. But, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, rightly, I guess, is a man with no friends, but he had a lot of friends. He was, he was influential in high places.
1: Yeah, he had, no one will admit to being his friend right, right now. Right,
0: right. And I'm not saying maybe, you know, Well, it's not maybe the best example, but all of us are going to go through tough times. He, he
1: killed himself because he had no friends,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, he was sad. It
1: was funny because the Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself was almost le- the Let's Go Brandon. It, it, it was. It almost it, it was. It still
0: is a little bit, but didn't catch on. It didn't catch on quite it wasn't as, as It wasn't as catchy. Let, Let's Go Brandon is easy. It's even better. It's easy.
1: But it was, Let's Go Brandon was so obvious. Yeah. Like it's
0: verifiable. Right, right.
1: Oh, listen to that! They're saying, "Let's go, Brandon." <laughs> I have <laughs> F a, Joe Biden. I have a dun, friend dun,
0: dun, dun, dun. Uh, named Brandon, and he's going to get the shirt. Well, you—he's he's loving all this. You
1: said that it, this is sort of a tangent here, but uh, you pointed out before the podcast that you saw a little bit of damage control going on in the White House. What was that? They've got—they—they're yeah, literally. I,
0: by, I just looked at the recorder. We're like at zero battery power. Oh, we got to end
1: the, We got to end this w- podcast. Anyway. Let me
0: just read it though. It is worth. This is the White House, okay? This is Joe Biden's Twitter account. President Biden, at POTUS, right? The official Twitter account. He says, I'm fighting every day to pass my Build Back Better agenda for folks like Brandon. His story is like so many I've heard across the country. Folks are just looking for a fighting chance and to be treated with the dignity they deserve. And that's what my agenda is all about. And then there's a video of him talking to some guy named Brandon. In a wheelchair. Apparently, who's in a wheelchair. This, so this-,
1: was,
0: this was posted this morning at uh, 1022 at 741 a.m. This is an, a blatant, horrible a poor terrible attempt, attempt to confuse the issue. Steal that narrative back and it's hilarious and, yeah. and nobody's buying it. So let's go,
1: Brandon. Yeah. Well, the the state is a religion. I know we're running out of battery here.
0: Let's this is a good conversation. I think we should hop we, onto it. Next we need to continue
1: week. it. Th- these these conversations require a lot of time. Uh, you know, really to get to the bottom of things is kind of like the ents in Lord of the Rings saying good morning. You really have to spend the time. You must
0: have an ant <laughs> Is do what they call
1: it? I, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I can't remember. But yeah, the the state is a religion, and if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, you know, if it if it paddles like a duck, if water uh, runs off of its back like a, water off a duck's back, it might be a duck. It think, might be. Think in terms of form and function, right? You can't it might just also say
0: just be horse medicine. We can't
1: we can't just say, uh, you know. Something is good, and then and and believe it to be good. you have to look at what's going on you have to we, we we need to discern that's part of discernment is taking the time to understand and we have a state religion, and you can participate in two churches at once in a sense, but in the end, there are only two churches who do you follow? Do you follow the God of truth, or do you follow the father of lies
0: right Good question to ponder on ponderize that Bobby. Ponderize. <laughs> Okay, okay, guys. Thanks uh, for listening. Thanks you. Glad thank, we could do this this thank week. Thank you, everybody. And uh, we will be back. Uh, I don't know when. Are you going to post this at a normal? I, I guess? think I'll post
1: this on Sunday. Okay. We'll see We'll see if those uh, date uh, publish, publication
0: dates matter. Right. It might show up Tuesday. All right. Well, we'll be back next week for more from the Mind Virus Show. Visit us online. You know the drill. And we will talk to you soon. Signing off.